Hello to all my guys, gals, and non-binary pals of Audio Podcast Land, and welcome to another exciting episode of Friday Night Fights, a worldwide wrestling actual play podcast. I am your creative for this amazing game, Mikey. You can follow me on my personal social medias at PopCultureGeek, or you can collectively follow us at D&D Vibe Tri Productions across social media. Make sure to give us a follow to stay up to date on all of the projects we got going on. So many actual play podcasts, a few pop culture ones. There's something for everyone, so make sure to go check us out. As always, I am joined by my wacky, kooky, crazy cast of wrestlers slash roster. And of course, we're going to go around. We're going to do some introductions. They're going to share a little bit about who they are, any socials and projects they want to plug, as well as who they are playing tonight. So the first person or victim, as I will call it, is going to be Echo. Yes, I'm a victim here. I am the only person who doesn't fight here. So that means I have to do whatever I can to help my wrestlers, even if they don't want it. Also, I am innocent of all crimes. Thank you. This has been John McHack's speech. I pass it on to the next person. Damn, we're already starting out. Be like, it wasn't me, officer. I didn't do it. We all saw what happened last episode. We have the receipts. <laughs> There's a t-shirt. I only carry Cold Club t-shirts. That is <laughs> not a Cold Club t-shirt. There's a t-shirt of a cat. Save it for the judge, jury, and executioner, because this is going to be great. But anyways, we're going to pass it along. Next person to give their introduction is going to be Minnie. How's it going, guys? Welcome to this episode of Wrestler's Court. I'm Minnie Boss, 2218. You guys can catch me on all the other socials. Same thing. I am playing Mr. Axel, one half of the reigning, defending IEW Tag Team Champions with the with. My boy, who will be introduced a little bit later, put one half of the Cole Club. I uh, guess can check us out here. Excellent. Speaking of the other half of the tag team champions, John, go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody. Hi, you doing? Know, my name is John Crossway. I am playing Bjorn Kringleson, the slightly erotic Viking Santa. I am one half of the reigning tag team champions of the Cole Club, and I'm on the TikTok. I'm going to be posting more there soon. I have some plans for that. And uh, you can, I teach at too many colleges. Don't look me up. Please don't get me fired. I've done, I'm on a cartoon on Netflix called Go Go Koi Carson, which is a lot of fun. And uh, I, I'm also here on various other podcasts as NPCs and playable characters for the D&D Vibe Tribe. And I appreciate you all the same. No. <laughs> Are you still all a right. hoe? Is that a carryover from last week? Are you still a hoe? I'm always Check. a hoe. What you mean? Always, oh, always a hoe. I apologize. <laughs> I'll, change, I'll change the t-shirt design to always a hoe. <laughs> Great, now we have to have it, and I'm upset. <laughs> uh, anyways, before we get canceled by all types of organizations, <laughs> let's get this introduction train going with Chris. <laughs> Hi, it's me, Chris, also known as Umbra. And I got some fuck shit to take care of. Uh, you can find me on the social medias as Pupriku or Puppyriku, and you can find me here on the Vibe Tribe on a couple different other shows, The Academy and Furusato. And Echo, I love you. I just gotta do this to your character. I know, but I am innocent. We'll get there. Save all, save the drama for your, save the drama for your llama or for the next couple of minutes when we get to wrestler court. God, now I want that to be an actual thing. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> 
Yes, and I totally did not pay off the jury already. We'll get to it because it's going to be fun. But of course, last but certainly not least is the one and only amazing Adolfo. Uh, Thank you. Saludos, programas, and welcome. I am Adolfo, the nerdy Puerto Rican. You can find me on Instagram and on the TikToks at the nerdy Puerto Rican. You can also in the really real world, you can see me live on stage with the Lords of Adventure as I play Diego de la Fiesta, which I believe by the time this recording comes out, we'll be at the New Jersey Renaissance Festival in um, down on Liberty Lake in Columbia, in Columbus, New Jersey. And then after that, at the uh, Capital District Ren Fair in, up in New York. Here on the D-Vibe Tribe, I play in two of the live play podcasts. Uh, I also have a little podcast of my own called the Nerdy Puerto Ricast. But here on this podcast, I play Ooh. Macho Me Silver Zap. Ooh. Just so we may have called you a hoe, but we all a hoe for the Macho Boys. <laughs> we really are. Listen, it is a highlight. I love it. And for those of you naysayers out there who don't like it, like fight me, IRL, let's go. Ah. I will protect the Macho Mage with all of my being. It is great. But with introductions out of the way, let's get this episode of Insane Asylum Wrestling started. So, as always, the lights go dim in the IAW arena as the last members of the audience make their way to their seats. The opening title sequence begins to play as the theme song for IAW begins to increase in volume at a slow crescendo before reaching the apex as the guitars and drums just kick in and the pyro goes off with the audience losing their collective shit as the Titantron shows the roster in various moments, as well as bits from the previous episode as the crowd begins to chant, A, it is a great time to be had. But as the camera kind of pans in and swings over the IAW audience, it focuses in on the ring, where once again we are joined by our lovely in-ring announcer Terry DeLant, this time wearing a nice little sports jacket and a kind of like black pant with some Converse sneakers outfit going on. She tries to be very stylish. It's so great. By the way, artists, if you're listening, if you want to reach out and do some commissions, I would appreciate it. It'd be so great. But anyways, Terry DeLant with her microphone in hand begins to say the following contest is scheduled for one fall and is set for a 20 minute time limit. So as she begins to finish saying that once again, just like the previous week, the lights begin to go dim two at a time. The fog machine begins to roll in and uh, Grassman what is Grassman doing as this entrance begins to start for Louisiana Man? What song is playing currently? So Louisiana Man is the song is playing for the Bayou Brotherhood is like this very like haunting, like slow. The best way I could describe it is think of like the Nirvana cover that played in the new Batman trailer. Just like that very slow, like dark cover. Very melancholy. Okay. That changes as the grass man comes out. 
to the song The Man of the Hex. Because if we're going to do this, we're going to need a good song, and that is a good song, at least in my book. Good knowledge. Good knowledge. What a man! As that song is playing, the, it looks like Grassman casts a spell, and as the song finishes, Easy Man just peers out of nowhere. Excellent. So. I'm not uh-huh. very good at detailed scenes. I'm sorry, people. No, nah, listen, it's okay. You set it up, so I'm going to roll with it. So as Grassman, quote unquote, summons Louisiana Man, Louisiana Man just seems to glide through the fog as he steps forth from the fog on the ground. He moves his hand in a very slow waving motion. And in a sudden quick of kind of flick of his hand, he goes into the fog on the floor and slowly pulls up a lantern as the audience looks onto this lantern and they're well aware of this. The lantern is rusted and looks to be contorted a little bit. It's covered in rusty nails and barbed wire. And inside is this ghastly green flame lighting inside of it. And as he begins to caress it and examine it, he quickly opens the lantern and just in a quick breath, blows it out and it goes completely dark before the same color green flame begins to shoot out from the posts of the ring before a singular green ghostly spotlight appears in the middle of the wing with Louisiana man standing there, hands crossed like in a praying motion as he opens his arm for his flock to come to him. And then he just slowly walks over to the corner of the ring facing the Titan Tron as he awaits for Macho Mage. So Macho Mage, what is your entrance look like for this match? Okie dokie. So there's still a lot of fog on the ground. Okay. And all of a sudden the lights, the lights dim and a spotlight hits on a midsection, like upper tier of the stadium. And there is an actual 24 piece orchestra. And they start the first section of uh, Nightwish's Yours is an Empty Hope. And as they play this, there's every time that there's a crescendo in the music, there's like lightning that like shoots from it actually it doesn't connect from the ceiling to the ring or to the ground but it kind of like arcs like that cloud lightning and there's also uh, you have some strobes going on and as this is going on the fog that was created by the grass man and louisiana man starts to get sucked up in the ring like behind where louisiana man is right and as the music starts to crescendo, the, the fog starts to swirl. And then as the, the first guitar lick hits, there, there is another spotlight and it, there's a, a rock band on a platform. And at the second part where the, when, the drums, when the drum solo kicks in, 
the the fog it coalesces into this column and then it just dissipates and the macho man is just standing there he's got his robe his hat his his the robe is the glitter robe again right he has his he's he he has no sh- his he has a half shirt right with tassels right the half shirt is is like hot neon pink with with blue lettering that says macho mage and there's like stars and moons on it and then he's got the uh, the briefs right the wrestler briefs with the pants and those are like a their main color is purple with gold the the knee pads have like arcane runes on it and it goes down to his boots which his boots are green underneath on it in one hand, he has a small bag, but underneath his other uh, arm, he has these books. There's three books, right? And then there's this like huge three-ring binder, and anyone that has played Dungeons & Dragons for a long time would recognize it as the Advanced Dungeons & Dragons 2nd Edition Monster Manual, which anyone that's played... Advanced Dungeons & Dragons 2nd Edition knows that at that time point in the Monster Manual, they released everything in, in sheets, and the Monster Manual was a three a huge three-ring binder. So you would collect all these pages, and your three and this thing is thick, baby. This thing is nice and thick. By the way, he has the 5th Edition Player's Handbook, the 4th Edition Player's Handbook, and the 3.5 Edition Player Handbook underneath his arm. Can I just say... I want to take a brief moment to just let you know, Adolfo, how much Macho Mage is a gem of breaking the fourth wall. And he is the best of us, and I will protect him with my life. You're welcome. It's a dude, you add such a cool dynamic. Like, this, you're awesome, dude. I want to give you kudos. But back to the action. Ooh. Sorry, I just I'm just getting the mental image of all these books. <laughs> it's just like breaking the fourth wall, calling nerds out. We love to see it. <laughs> yep. You're like, you played my reverse co- trap card. And no, okay. So as you make your way into the ring, at first Louisiana man doesn't really do anything macho mage. He is just hands crossed, chilling on t- in the corner, and kind of just eyeing you a little bit and is just smiling all the while. Before both of you come into the center of the ring to quote unquote shake hands and begin the match. So, Macho Mage, is there anything you would like to say before the bell rings? I'm just going to, Macho Mage is just going to slowly take off his sunglasses. He's going to look straight in the eyes of Louisiana Man. And he's just going to go. Oh my gosh. Alrighty. So, ding, 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 the bell begins to ring. Macho Mage, you are going to start in control of this match. So, what would you like to do? All right, we're going to start with some classical, some classical dancing around, around each other, around the ring, right? To which we're going to do the good old, after a little bit of dancing around the ring and a little bit of posturing, we're going to come right in the middle of the ring and we're, we are going to uh, lock up. And as we lock up, Macho Mage is going to go ahead and, cl- again, classic, is going to go and try to slingshot him into one of the ropes. Okay. And so as you lock up with Louisiana, man, Easy enough for you, you are able to get on top of the situation and 
the, being the veteran that you are, this is second nature to you. So once you get the lockup with Louisiana, man, you just without any effort, go into throwing him into the ropes. And as Louisiana man hits the ropes and bounces off, you faintly see a very sinister smile begin to form across his face as he uses the momentum from the ropes and is coming at you and tries to hit you with a cross body. Okay. Okay, I would like to what I when he comes for the crossbody, the macho mage would actually like to hit the deck. So he flies over him. Okay, like that, I can get into it. Yeah, so as Louisiana man with the forward momentum comes for the crossbody, you just hit the deck as Louisiana man misses you completely and as he's flying forward just gets caught up in between the bottom and second rope as he just boing and like chest hits the rope and just ricochets up and down so he's currently like in a line position in between the bottom and middle rope just collecting himself after almost getting the wind knocked out of him from hitting the rope hitting his chest so Macho Mage is going to, when he, as pretty much as soon as he hits the deck and Louis Man flies over him, Macho Mage is going to pop back up. And as soon as he sees Louisiana Man, Louisiana Man is wrapped up in the ropes. Macho Mage is going to do, is going to do, I don't know what the technical term is, but he's going to get a bit of a running start and he's going to do one of those sliding like boots to the to the face. To the face type deals. Yeah, so like a basic baseball slide kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah, yep. Yep. Okay, and so with this baseball slide, you're trying to hit him where precisely? Like chin, face? Like what are we talking about? So he is wrapped up in the ropes. Is his butt on the mat or is his face on the mat? Or is his, is his butt on the mat or is his face on the mat? I'll say just because of the way that he landed, like I'll face would be on the mat. Okay, so I want to hit him in a way that it'll like he'll spin off the he'll he'll, the ropes will like will spin him like out of the ring. You're muted. Ooh, we're getting fancy with this one. Sorry, stupid mute. But anyways. We're getting fancy with this one. And since this is interesting, so you're going in for a baseball slide, but the goal of this is to subvert the expectations and do something that nobody would expect. So here's what I'm going to have you do. I'm going to have you roll plus work for me to see how out of the box this ends up being and how successful your gamble is going to be. How many D6 do we roll? 2D6. 2D6. Thank you. Cool, cool, cool. So with an eight, excuse me. So you're able. So here's what happens. So as you come in with the baseball slide, there is a brief moment where you think you feel that your knees are about to just because of the years and years of multiple injuries and surgeries across the thing. But 
your knees are fine, but because that kind of tenseness as you go in for this baseball slide, it does connect, but it's not as powerful as you would have liked it to be. It still gets the job done, but you can see that as Louisiana man comes, it's like all up in the ropes. It happens the way that you like, but it's not as grand or as powerful as you like to be. You still got the job done. It's just not a lot. So with that eight, here is what you can do. So you can either give control of the match to Louisiana man and you yourself will gain plus one momentum. Or you could just continue to lay the onslaught onto Louisiana man by re remaining in control of the match. I'm going to take the plus one momentum. We'll give it to Louisiana man. Cool. Alrighty, so you get plus one momentum, so you've marked that on your sheet, and Louisiana Man will now begin with the control. So as you come in from this baseball slide, and Louisiana Man kind of just goes through with getting all buggered up in the ropes, for a brief moment, Macho Mage, you just take your eyes off of him as you are baseball sliding onto the floor and then you stand up as soon as you turn around to regain position he is no longer there and then you feel the slight tap on your shoulder outside of the ring and as you turn around he gives you as you turn around he gives you a sinister wave he gives you the boot to your chest to where you uh bend forward a little bit and then he's going to give you basically what Bray Wyatt is as the a sister Abigail and he just hits it on you or attempts to hit it on you onto the mat outside of the ring. You do have a chance to respond to this, though. So you're currently head forward in a bowing position with Louisiana man getting ready to basically sister Abigail you to the floor. <laughs> OK, and can you describe the sister Abigail a little bit uh, a little better for me while I look it up? Sure. So the way that the sister Abigail works is that Bray Wyatt would get people in this headlock position and then using his momentum by turning his body, he would turn them and slam them into the mat as he like pushed them down. I see. I see. OK. Mm -hmm. OK. Oh, I see it. I see. It's a fun finisher for sure. But my face, but my face is is forward as if I'm I'm bowing. Yeah. So think of it as okay. like happening, but in reverse. Okay. Yes. So when he grabs my head, I would like to try to reverse it by by picking him up and driving him, driving his. So when he comes in for the headlock, Macho Mage would like to hold on to his waist and then lift to try to pick him up so that his legs are, are still spread. And then he's going to just ram him spread eagle legged into the, uh, the metal pole of the turnbuckle. Gosh, dang, <laughs> that's going to hurt some kids in the morning. You know what? But that is so cool. I'm going to have you roll for it. So you're showing your physical prowess here. So I'm going to have you roll plus body for me, macho mage. And I want to add a momentum to that. So it's going to be nine. Nine. Good job. OK, so on a nine. So. Again, veteran prowess takes over and you've done this multiple times. Again, there is a slight moment where the body may not uh, function the way that you would want it to, but you essentially are able to. 
pick up Louisiana man and full on spread eagle and just wham into the metal pole. Ow! <laughs> that imagery just haunts me now. <laughs> All right. So the way I see it, a macho mate still has Louisiana man like on his shoulders, kind of sort of type deal. Where is the grass man? I don't know. Echo, where is the grass man currently in this match? Actually, that is a good question. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. Uh, the grass man is hidden. The grass man chooses <laughs> when he will reveal himself and if he needs to. He's like hiding in the fog somewhere. <laughs> Okie dokie. Then go ahead. So, so while you're thinking, because you were successful in that role, so I'm going to give you the choice because that was amazing and I love it. So here's how it's going to work. So you can once again give you can have the you can have Louisiana man retain control of the match and you will get another plus one momentum or in reverse. You get to take control from Louisiana man and then you get to control the match going forward. So what would you like to do first before you go into your next thing? Let I'm going to let Louisiana man take control again. Let Louisiana man take control again. Yeah. yeah. OK, yeah. So, so as a result, you get plus one momentum. So as you are looking around for the grass, man, the common composed being that is Louisiana, man. He begins to, uh, for a better term, for better or for worse, he begins to, quote unquote, start to go mad. So you just see him maniacally laughing and just looking at you. It's just like, give me more. Show me this magic of yours. And then he's just going to full on attempt to spear you into the barricade. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're going to take it and we're going to sell that. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. I just said that we are, we're going to take that and we are going to sell that shit. Yes. We're going to sell it. So Louisiana man full on go spears. You hit the barricade and the barricade just collapses in on itself as both of you hit the floor. So you're on you're back on the floor. Louisiana man is onto the side, face down onto the floor on his stomach. But it is your response. So y'all both just went through the barricade. So what would you like to do, Macho Mage? I see the wheels turning. This is going to be epic. <laughs> Macho Mage would like to stand up. Louisiana man is on his stomach, right? Macho Mage is going to pick is going to pick Louisiana Man up by his hair. Does he have hair? Yeah, he does. Okay. Very long right. and greasy, gross hair, but he does. So, and he's going to pick him up by his hair and then he is going to start the uh, he's he's going to he's going to punch him in the face and he's going to do the the audience countdown. 1 2 3 4 Five and then he, and on five, he's gonna pos. I w he would like to try to position Louisiana man so that Louis Louisiana man's back is like towards the ring, and then the Macho Maid is just gonna Ric Flair chop him in the chest and see if he can knock him back in the ring. Oh, I'm not even gonna make you roll with for it because Rule of Cool says that's fucking epic. So yes, you easily just go one. Two, like first you get the audience to participate with the count. Then you put him into the corner and just begin chopping at his chest until it begins to turn red. 
And then you pull, push him into the ring. So, Macho Mage, what is your finisher for this match? So the Macho Mage is going to slide back in the ring. But as he slides in, he's going to grab that Advanced Dungeons and Dragons Second Edition Monster Manual, and he's going to wait for Louisiana Man to stand to, to to stand up. And as Louisiana Man stands up, Macho Mage is going to take that Advanced Dungeons and Dragons Second Edition Monster Manual Three Ring Binder full of all the pages in the multiverse all the monsters in the multiverse yeah you want magic oh i'm gonna give you magic i'm gonna be summoning some demons yeah and he is gonna smash that monster manual in louisiana man's face so that all the pages go flying all over the place and when the, as they do, there's going to be glitter and some popping and like maybe a, and, and some dubs. Fuck it. There's going to be dubs. Dubs are going to come out of that three ring binder. I hate to do this. Oh, no. <laughs> is Grassman going to come out and be some yeah. bullshit? As sure. the book is about to be hit with a man in the face, the, t- the long metal fingers just speared the book as he throws it down to the ground. Oh, shit. Okay, so that's all cool and dandy. However, so this is the first time I get to use one of these awesome creative powers. I get the creative power of my own interrupt. So here's what's going to happen. So Grassman, as you t- that book, you s- as you slice it and you throw it onto the ground, it seems that Louisiana man didn't tell you exactly why he was so interested in Macho Mage. So as you spear the book and throw it onto the ground. There's still sparkling doves, by the way, from the book. Yes, but as this kind of ruptured book begins to just sit there onto the floor, it begins to rumble itself and it begins to violently just vibrate all over the the ring and as Louisiana as you Grassman and Louisiana man both look at each other and both look at the book you both simultaneously look at macho mage and you just see this very like delighted twisted smile appear on his face and as you turn back to look at the book just like Jumanji, this book just opens and a plethora of D&D monsters just pop out of this book and basically cause a giant stampede to trample both over you and over uh, Louisiana Man. And as both of you are laying on the ground after said monsters have dissipated, Macho Mage, you walk over, you put Grass Man on top, and you just... Before I do that, before, so I'm putting, okay, so this happens, however, it has to be little uh, D&D miniatures that, like, just, like, jump on top of them and out of the book and just, like, jump on top of them and they, like, so as the miniatures are doing their job and they both fall, Macho Mage is going to go to that little pouch that he has, which, mind you, it's a small pouch, and he is going to pull from this pouch a gallon glass bottle of cream because the cream rises to the top yeah and he is going to smash it on the grass man's head 
so that the cream goes all over the grass man, and then he's going to roll the grass man on top of Louisiana man, and then he's going to pin him. One, two, three. Dig. So Macho Mage, you stand victoriously up in the ring. Terry Delant over the sound system with her microphone. The winner of this match, the Macho Mage. Macho Mage. Macho Mage. As the audience begins chanting your name. On his way out, he's going to be giving his his fourth edition bull kill hand. He'll give out the three five bull kill handout. <laughs> the fifth edition bull kill handout. Oh my goodness. That was such a great match. Just throwing miniatures like confetti. <laughs> miniatures again. are still like coming out of the, the, the book. Oh my goodness. Okay. So, we wow, have, this is people. We have left the ahead. plane of reality officially now. Bro, we're professional wrestlers. We always leave the plane of reality. <laughs> but oh my gosh, it was so good. Okay. There are so holograms. As, <laughs> yes. As the camera kind of pit pans Macho Mage walking back up the ramp, it's going to go past him and into the locker room area where it stops at Umbra's locker room as he is inside getting ready. And there is a knock at your door, uh, Umbra. Yeah, so you're in the locker room. Knock on the door. So I just call out, who is it? Manager John, how do you respond to Umbra's uh, call out of who is it? Most likely got punched me in the face anyway, so let's just get it over with. Oh, give me one moment. I'm not really decent right now. I'll let you know when you can come in. But in reality, Umbra grabs the t-shirt that was left in the ring and kind of ties the end of it into almost like a ball and begins swinging it in circles next to him so that as soon as John opens the door, I can just whip it at his face. And I just say, all right, you can come in. John just opens the door fully and, and waits. And the t-shirt is released and you have this wad of t-shirts ah! right at your forehead. I, I, was, I, was talking, I was more doing it like I open the door and I just stay behind it because I know something's going to come. You peek. I will say you peek your head in and you still get a face full of t-shirts. So it's, be like, I hope you're decent. And just like t-shirt hit the face i on <laughs> this t-shirt this is not mine it has you written all get, get in here right now okay just don't break the mahogany mask i have to carve it mask yeah wait you think i always look like a demon i wear mask this entire time since we met I actually, this is metagame, Chris. I actually had no idea. I was confused. <laughs> I was, I thought you were giving up that you were the grass man, too. No, as I said, that is John McKech the eighth. I'm the sixth. Anyway, so I, I motion you to go sit in a chair as I walk to the door, close it, and lock it. Yes. Now, tell me again, as I slowly pace towards him, what did I tell you when you first joined us? Do not interrupt you, and as I said, this would not be the shirt I would use to interrupt you. I'm like... I would, to be part of the Cold Club, which I am also part of, so I'd use a Cold Club shirt, not a picture with a cat on it. 
with, I mean, the, with the labeling of the the whole organization. I would brand the shit out of this. As he is trying to ramble and, and, and give his excuse, I s basically slam my boot into the middle of the chair, just like an inch away from his nuts. Oof. And I'm just like, you mean the cat that was our manager before you? Now listen here. I'm not going to let you enjoy doing this again. But I'm going to give you a chance. Because you seem keen on helping me in any way possible, even when I don't agree with it. So here's what's going to happen. I'm going to let you pick my next opponent. But it will be a stipulation match where... While we are wrestling, you will be in a cage at the top of the ramp. Hung above the, of the ring will be a key. If the person you choose is grabs the key and unlocks you before I do, I won't complain about you interrupting ever again. But if I win, never again to the point of essentially released from the coal club for good. And you, do I get to choose anyone, correct? You get to choose your representative in this match. The person that's going to be fighting for you. And you better choose wisely because it'd be ashamed if you picked somebody that doesn't want to win and wants you to suffer. Okay, I gotta make a call to Pain Town. Damn. So now, I believe that the other members of our of the Coal Club have a match soon, and I guess <laughs> they don't mind your help. You better run along to help them before you run out there with a black eye. Gosh dang, bro. <laughs> to be fair, I've already been punched. In get out! Room. I'm supposed to get out. The door's unlocked. I w <laughs> While I was telling you all this stipulation, I went and unlocked the door. <laughs> and once he leaves, I turn back to the chair and I notice the locker behind it. And I see Tana's bat just standing oh, there. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and you see this cocked smile come across Umbra's face. And so. scene. <laughs> uh, uh, and then as we go... With John, he starts calculating how much money he just wasted for for Macho Mage's orchestra performance. <laughs> You're just like, what am I going to do? Okay, so that was amazing. That is lovely, but we're not quite finished with you, Umbra, quite yet. We go back with the baseball bat. You get another knock at your door. I said you better get! So... Before you get a chance to finish saying the rest of it, the door, it doesn't just, oh, it doesn't open. Like, it gets full-blown off the hinges, flying past you, and walking Can I in. catch the door? Uh, fuck it, yeah, you catch the door. Umbra's gotten full crazy at this point. Like, his mental state has broken, so he is not the same that started. No, he is not. Here's how that works. So you catch the door as you throw it to the floor, in front of you, once again, is standing the 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, like, massive mountain of a man. 
fully encoded in like double sleeves worth of arm tattoos with a small, more deranged woman standing beside him. So this is Ava. And once again, everyone's favorite wrestler to pronounce Harl as they both stand in the middle of the doorway. And before you get a chance to respond back to them, coming from behind him is like many red hooded cloaked figures as they just float into the room. And Harl just smiles at you once again and says, Payback's a bitch. And they all begin to just jump you. (laughs) Umbra is going to, as he sees this happening, do his best to use his acrobatic skills to jump around, do some fancy karate bullshit and dodge everybody. As best so, he can. And so, one last thing to help a <laughs> smoke bomb, just as a slight distraction. I kick it out of the just, back, out of the room. You're just like, <laughs> I notice it. I'm like, like I told you. Okay, so as this is all going down, you kick out the smoke bomb. The smoke bomb detonates outside of the room, so unfortunately, doesn't get inside. But as you are fight, as Umbra is fighting off. Harl and Ava, as well as the rest of the Bayou Brotherhood druids, is the best way to put it. (laughs) You do a pretty good job, like you're holding your own, but unfortunately, the numbers eventually get to you, and then they just start beating you up. And as you're doing your best to fight them off, all of a sudden, you just hear a voice coming from the door be like, Hey, leave them alone! And you just see in a quick flurry of blows, you just start to see the druids get dissipated left and right. And for some reason, they're all getting hit with look what look to be like glow sticks of some sort. So as they are falling one by one, Ava and Harl back off a little bit as you pick yourself up off the floor. Sitting up that standing in front of you, defending you a little bit is the one of the newcomers of IAW kid cuts in his full like long raver pants and the glow sticks like ready as like batons ready to start whacking fools left and right. And he just stares down Ava and Harl and says, leave him alone. And they just slowly back off and Harl just says, next time you won't be so lucky. And they both walk out. Kid cuts turns around and offers his hand. You all right? I take his hand and help myself pose. Thanks, man. I... Not gonna lie, you weren't the first person I thought of to hop in here to help. What can I say? I just happened to be passing by at the right moment. Appreciate it. How are you finding IAW so far? I know you're new around here. Oh, man, I'm enjoying my time here. I will admit it's still something to get used to, but... I do appreciate being signed and I love the independent scene, but having a contract and being able to come here every week is a a plus in my book. (laughs) Amen to that. Bringing on newcomers has been, I'll just say tough lately. Hey, you did some good work out there. I think they are out for blood with me and I, could use someone I trust in my corner while the rest of my team is all playing with boxes and dice. Damn. And bags. <laughs> and what I'm trying to say is 
if they come at us again, why don't we team up? Oh, shoot. How can I say no? And Kid Cuts extends his hand. It's a pleasure to work alongside you. Let's take down the Bayou Brotherhood. Likewise, brother. And you two shake hands. (laughs) Yep. And, uh, and this isn't really an official part of the Cold Club thing. I'm not initiating him into the Cold Club yet. That's got to be a group decision. But well, this is definitely a... a the, the way Umbra is saying it is recognizing the young talent and seeing a... I guess when he eventually does move on, someone to pass the weirdo baton to. I love to see it. But yeah, so you two shake hands and you begin talking some more in your locker room. So the camera is going to cut back to the ring where Terry Delant, once again, the following contest is scheduled for one fall. It is set for 20 minutes or until TV time is over. So in the ring is what is remaining of the soccer bombs and team surf and turf. So the surf bombs is what we're calling them. So they're bickering, they're arguing, they're they're not getting along or even on the same page. Cult Club, what does your entrance look like for this match? Don't speak all at once now. I know, yeah. Go get him, Minnie, go. What do we look like? Oh, Minnie's muted. No. No, no. we lost we lost the no. audio. That <laughs> has to be at the Trans-Siberia or You're back, you're there. So first thing, you know, the red, green lights look like lasers coming out, and the first thing that comes out is Blitzen. Chasing the lasers. It's going to be to the uh, the Samuel Kim version of Carol of the Bells, super epic version of Carol of the Bells. And as it starts to, when we be on, uh, decked out our cold club Christmas gear, so is wearing this masks, the uh, the devil ones, following his, his. In this case, he's actually going. Uh, he's going with the with no shirt this time, so his tattoos on full display, like dragon. The dragon one from his anime. When he gets to the ring, he does the the block lesser jump off to hit the ropes to get the pilot decks to go off. You know, the gold, silver, green, and uh, red. Nice. We'd love to see it. <laughs> I'm gonna continue reaching into the sack, and I'm just throwing random presents like I do into the audience. Uh, we never did count the rings from the sack. That's a plot hole we never filled, by the way. So he said it was four. Four technically, but that joke's gonna get a suit. So I'm throwing. <laughs> it's a mug. It's a mug. bag. I'm throwing presents out of the sack into the crowd, and I'm going to go to our corner, and I'm going to put the sack next to the corner very carefully, like purposefully, like making sure the sack is perfect. There might be a reason I need the sack to be perfect. And then I'm going to let Blitzen curl up on a little ball on the sack. Oh, <laughs> you to see it. Okay. Who's starting off this match? I, Axel's in the ring already. I'm in the corner. Okay, also that's true. All right. All right, so ding, ding. Axel, you're starting it off, and Mr. Wade Water is beginning the match, so you start in control. Start by trying to walk towards Wade first, get really confused by his blonde hair, so I'm like, you're fucking weird looking. And then I'm going to him and stomach. Okay, so you're... You end up just doing that, so it's just like, ah? <laughs> nah, you're fucking weird. And... Yeah, in response, he just he loses his footing a little bit and gets knocked aback. And he's and he just like without even uttering an audible sound, he, he you just see him mouth like, what the fuck? And looks back at his corner and you just look at his partner. She's just like hands to her head, rubbing the temple. 
just so disappointed right now. She's just, I can't believe I'm teaming with this shit. <laughs> Fantastic. Head, like the back of his head, like his head, and just yank him to the back. Just like, just grab him and just throw him on the mat so he's back. So he's back up on the mat. As he turns up and looks at up at you from the floor, he's just like clutching everything. Slow look at him. Look at Bjorn. Look at him again. I'm gonna almost like I'm gonna leg drop him. Nice. Damn. You just leg drop him and, so, and he's just like now curled up in the fetal position on the floor. We'll pick and him up like 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 a little like princess baby. Like this. I'll walk him over to the corner, my hand up attacking Bjorn. Cool. I'm gonna tag. Dudes, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick him up like this and then throw him in the air for Bjorn to catch and do something too. And I'm gonna catch this blondie, whatever, the same way, just like over my shoulder. Went, oh, oh, and I'm gonna go to the center of the ring and I'm just gonna, I'm gonna start like saying a lullaby and I'm gonna go right into a burning hammer. Bow. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, you just do that. And Wade, <laughs> once again, on the floor, is just, he just looks at you, Bjorn, and you just hear in a pained breath, end my suffering. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to, I'm not going to do that. I thought about using the box again. I'm not going to do that to you, Mikey. But no, the... we're doing the <laughs> What'd you say? We're not using the box, okay? Wait, I know where this Just yes. making sure. Okay, I was like, I'll fuck up all your plot lines. Oh, I'm going to run to the, the corner. I'm going to get to the top ropes. And I'm going to swanton bomb onto said creature. Norm? What's his name? Norm? What do we call him? Wade. Wade, I'm sorry. <laughs> Similar. Not at all. Uh, swanton bomb Wade from there. And I'm just I'm, I'm going to do it on the third hole. So it's, oh, wham. <laughs> just try to land it. You land on him. You take oh, his no leg. Way. One, two. Three. Ding. That was it. <laughs> Listen, this is a squash match. <laughs> this is your champion. This is what you bring. I'm gonna go over to the other member of Surf Bombs. Uh huh. What's her name? So hold up, because I wrote it down. Which one of the soccer bombs ended up in the box? Let's <laughs> try to be safe for canon. Hold up, let me look at it. Okay, here we go. The one that ended up in the box, it was Hanukkah. So Koji Sakamaru right. is the right. one that's still left. <laughs> it was Hanukkah. Uh, I'm going to run up to her and I'm going to say, mm -hmm. uh, we're here. I'm going to run to the sack and I'm going to pull out, open the sack. I'm going to pull out a big like cartoon looking remote. It has like a big red button on it and a little antenna and walk up to her. And I'm going to say, here, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Looks at looks at the remote, looks at you, looks at the remote, looks at you, looks at the remote, just shakes their head and just presses it. From the rafters, a box starts lowering from the thing into the ring. Very super, super slowly. And we just watch as this box comes down and eventually lands in the ring. I don't know which box it is, but it's a box. Odds are evens. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's not my role. <laughs> I'm gonna let you pick odds or evens. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm gonna say odd. Okay, so odds, it's something good. It's something because she was on the nice list. Fantastic. The other one is because it, she ended up, it, she gets something because she's on the naughty list. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. That is a three. 
And the box just collapses. And it's Hanukkah. Hanukkah's now out of the box. <laughs> Aww. So Hanukkah looks a little bit worse for wear. She's been fed and she's been watered, but it's like she, her she's covering her eyes because she hasn't seen sunlight in a little bit. <laughs> she's been watered. It's like her face makeup is all smeared. Yeah. Like her clothes are a little bit tattered. It's been like two, three weeks. So it's been a it's been a hell of a trip. Aww. But despite kind of smelling like uh, a boy's uh, middle school boys's uh, locker room. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, there's a funk in that box. Oh, yeah. The sisters reunite and they hug. Wade just is on the floor, gives the thumbs up before going back into the fetal position. And the cra- oh, go like, ahead. Because there's still a match that we still need to push here. Uh, this is going to look at the sisters and go, you got me reunited, but I'm going to pick Wade Water up. So this is what you got to look forward to. And I'm going to put him through my, my finisher, the live drawer. It just happens. It's just. Back, still got push. So, yeah, uh, you just do it. The sisters look at both of you and just nod. <laughs> this gonna... season of IAW Wrestling brought to you by The Supernatural and <laughs> PTSD. I'm going to I'm going to drag Wade over to the box and I'm going to think about it. <laughs> oh, no. I'm going to listen. I'm going to put my hand up to my ear and listen to the crowd and see what the crowd says. Oh, as they repeat back to you. Oh, oh, no. I'm going to I'm going to look at not Hanukkah, Hanukkah's sister, Koji. Uh, Koji, and I'm gonna say, hang on, and I'm gonna put Wade in the box, and I'm gonna put all four sides up, and I'm gonna hook the Lang on it, and I'm just gonna look at her and go, up to you, and I'm gonna grab the sack and throw it over my shoulder, and walk away, and leave her with the remote and Wade's fate in her hands. And that is where we're gonna end the episode right there. No, you can't end it there. Yes. Wow, people are actually mad that I leave oh, them on a cliffhanger. I was it's like I'm up. a game master or something. <laughs> I didn't want it to be pain. Oh, so the pain. credits begin to roll as you just see <laughs> just the remote and the, the decision of the back and forth of the hand going to be like, do I press it? No. Yes. No. But that Hanukkah is where we're going to end tonight's episode. Ugh. So we'll get to that. That's what we're going to start with next episode. But what is Wade Waters' fate? Will the Sakura bombs end up deciding to push the button? They not. What is going down with this new relationship with Kid Cuts and Umbra? What is Louisiana Man's true goal? And is Macho Man, is Macho Mage safe from the craziness of the bayou brotherhood and how is john gonna save so much money to pay for the all these expensive promos bro and then you just wasted money on a smoke bomb that didn't even go off correctly uh, smoke bombs are easy for me to get a a 32 piece orchestra is not (laughs) oh my goodness but looks like y'all are gonna have to stay tuned to the next episode of friday night fights so as always Thank you for everyone who stuck out this episode. This one was a lot of fun to do. It was so much fun and we're progressing storylines. I'm so excited to see where these stories go leading into the next pay-per-view in a few episodes. It's going to be fun. But as always, thank you for listening. And remember, everyone, take care of each other, love one another. And as always, from us at the D&D Vibe Tribe to you, as always, let the good times roll. Until next episode, see you later. Now stay tuned for the Andy Griffith Show.